Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. All right, well, welcome to the Faith Live Sisters as we talk about James. Um, the book of James, not the person of James, but the book of James. Um, so we are on James 3, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 12 today. And we are still talking about taming the tongue. And today, um, it's really the inconsistent use of the tongue. So how about that? Because that is loaded, isn't it? Sure is. We'll have some real discussion here. Terry, <laughs> do you want to read that for us? Sure. Okay. Um, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praising and praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So no talking out both sides of your mouth, as Ooh, it were. That's a good one. That's a very good expression. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So James starts out really talking about like praising the father and then cursing the, the man. Um, again, talking out of both sides of your mouth. That's, mm-hmm. I haven't heard that phrase in a long time, Terry. That's awesome. Yeah. It kind of says it. Yep. Yeah, it does. Just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Just then. Like, we could just be done. Don't talk out of both sides That's of your mouth. It. Amen. Yeah. Amen. See you, Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our shortest episode ever. No. <laughs> right. We well, hope you enjoyed our intro and our outro <laughs> that are three times as long as our episode today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would think about it though. If you hear someone who's um, very spiritual, like we talk about that, but someone who's who we look up to, and then all of a sudden they're gossiping and slandering someone else over here, their message gets watered down. It's like salt water has been put into that fresh water. It's not life giving. No. Well, if you mix fresh water in salt water, you end up with salt water. So it totally destroys the the difference. And so when in our speech, if we're going to do that, if we're going to mix, you know, bad language with good, it's going to totally destroy the good. And what people are going to remember, what's going to impact people is the negative talk that we do, not any of the positive. Right. So, but this, this lesson really spoke to me a lot because I, you know, I do try and watch my words. I do think that, you know, our words have the power of life and death. Um, we can either bring life into a situation or we can bring death. And so I'm, I try and be very careful about what I say. But every now and then, you know, I have some people in my life, someone might say something about someone and I jump right on board with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think that um, after, after this study, this particular day, 
um, I'm going to really be a little more careful about that. I'm going to find oh. some other thing to say um, rather than just getting in agreement with what we're talking about. Mm. Anything negative that we're talking about. It's, it's um, once you become aware of it, it's really crazy. Like I'm doing with um, my son a 40 day um, fast from negativity and feasting on positivity so I've been doing you know there's like a little devotional every day for it and it's like I um I called him the other day and I said um so I was at I was at had to end up excuse me ended up going to two grocery stores I was in the grocery store for two hours and when I left um Hollywood I just ripped my mask off and I said I am so sick of wearing this thing and then it clicked how negative that was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, I'm so thankful that I'm healthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a great example, Terry. It's such a, yeah. And it's just so natural to say the the negative thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, you really have to catch yourself to turn your mind toward the positive. I do. I do. So that's a good point. It's um, we are, are going to fail at this. That's not me being negative. It's just truth, I think. Um, because we live in this fallen world, this is what happens. And so what they're talking about is that inconsistency and how hard it is to consistently be positive and to do it always the same time. But a, a part of that is, um, I don't know if you've ever said something and then you go and you try to fix it and then you try to fix it again. <laughs> And then you, it gets worse. I mean, it's worse it's like, and worse. I keep, I keep what keeps jumping in my head is that spark of flame. I have now burned down the entire forest. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, stop everybody. Just, I, I'm not saying the right thing. And the part of this is that inconsistent use of the tongue. And we're going to be going through different parts of it, like deception or slander or things like that. This is sin. And it's treated as such. And so my thing now is shut up, Rosemary. Stop. <laughs> Stop talking, turn from that sin, ask God to to clear my mouth, to do what needs to be done, to clear my brain really is what needs to happen and my soul and my spirit and ask for that forgiveness and ask him to enter into it because sin cannot fix sin. It's like my, my phrase that I keep saying to myself, Rosemary, this is sin, treat it as such. Don't try to fix it because you can't fix it. Right. right, God's the one who comes in and enters into our sin, and takes care of that, um, and He's the one who was the sacrifice for that, and He redeemed us from that. So act like that happened too. Yeah. Act like Jesus is more powerful than the sin, and that He can control me. I last um, episode we were talking, and, and Angie goes. Well, I don't know, when you're verbose, you have a lot more opportunity. I like how I imitate Angie. You have a lot more opportunity to sin. And I was like, I need to stop. I need to be, I need to just stop yeah. talking, you know? And that's been an interesting week or two. Yeah, because we are pointed to, um, you know, even if you, if you're a person of few words, even if you're not really wise, people think you're wise because mm-hmm. you're not spewing mm-hmm. out a bunch of, junk yeah you know and so you seem wise like oh what is she thinking she's a deep thinker you know Mm -hmm. she's not constantly (laughs) running it that's so true I mean we all have people in our lives where it's like when this person says something I'm going to stop and listen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And those are usually not the same people who are talking for 22 out of 24 hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to stop and think, maybe pray, before we decide to share (laughs) what we have to say. Um, And I think if we did that, we probably would share about half. Mm -hmm. We would probably say about half of what we really want to have come out of our mouth. So that's a tricky thing um, because, I mean, we've all probably heard this, but if you have somebody that comes to you and says, listen, I need you to pray for or about or whatever, and it's not you that you're asking the prayer for or about, it's about somebody else. And it's really just a form of gossip, but it's like Mm -hmm. a holy gossip. Mm -hmm. Guess what, y'all? That is, that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah. A lot of times when people say that, it's like, I don't need to know the first name. I just need Mm -hmm. to know God knows this. Yeah. And I'm in... It's like in, in the, the way I put it on my prayer list is, God, you know this person, basically. Yeah. You know yeah. the situation. I need yeah. to know nothing about that yeah. except right. that you can intervene. That's right. And you will. Yeah. And the That's Bible a has a lot to say about gossip and slander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We right. have a few verses that we've um, looked up that were in the um, insights homework if you're following along with that boy these are some really good verses Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. let's let's just start like we have a whole list here and we have a list of deception flattery verbosity lying gossip and slander anger and foul language so we'll kind of break those down just um a teeny little bit Mm -hmm. and do a little bit of dissection on those how about that good sounds good so let's let's start with deception Okay. I really like this one that's out of Psalms that says, um, his talk is smooth as butter, yet wars in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. good liars, just mm-hmm. people who are deceptors, they can really, they can really make you think talking. there's, yeah. 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 That's I mean, you want to believe them because mm-hmm. Sounds really good. Yeah. I, I love the the visuals that Proverbs gives us. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so easy, like you know, like oil, and it's soft and soothing. It's a sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know? once you know those people, like mm-hmm. once you can see that that's what it is, isn't it wild how you can like see that ooze? Yeah, and that slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, greasy and oily and ugh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it does like we, we think about like butter and it's like, yes, give me some butter, you know, <laughs> especially in like, I'm like French cooking, which I don't do, but I would love to because butter y'all, I in a garden, butter, butter you know, yeah. you bet. Yeah. Give me it's some a, butter. It's a food yeah. group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then after you're done cooking and you have all that extra butter and it's laying at the bottom of your pan and it's all coagulated and yeah, kind of congealed yeah. and like you have to scrape it out. It's just yuck. It's <laughs> yuck. Yeah. And, and you people who are listening, you really mm-hmm. get the full force of this. If you're not seeing Suzanne, <laughs> she is using the most descriptive hand signals and faces. And it's awesome. But well, yeah. 
yeah, one part of that though, and I think I'm going to keep repeating this over and over, is that his talk is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. So mm-hmm. what we make a decision to talk about or how we decide to talk, it originates in our heart. Yeah. It's originating there over and over and over again. Um, I liked, I love the Proverbs quote, like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death, <laughs> one who deceives his neighbor and says, oh, I was only joking. joking. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I never I buy that. that. Yeah. I've heard that stuff before. Oh, I was just kidding. Yeah. Don't get upset. I was kidding. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. Just You're... relax. Relax. Can't you take a joke? Right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh my Nothing gosh. gets me madder. Mm-hmm. Tell me to relax and ask me if I can take a joke, and I'm going to poke your eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right, sister. Yes. That may not be the tongue. It's in the hand now. <laughs> when we poke That's right. Eyes. Which, actually, let's just... Talk about that for a quick second. Let's circle around to that, shall we? Um, There are lots of nonverbal ways to use our tongues, especially at this point in the world. We can send a text message because you're not actually using your tongue, but you are communicating very well. And that's really what the tongue is, is the communication. So you are sending a text message. You are sending something, um, just a quick little shout out on social media. Um, You know, you are responding with like the giant eye roll. And let me tell y'all, I am the eye roll queen. (laughs) Like at one point it was like, my eyes might really get stuck in the back of my head if I ever roll my eyes that big again. (laughs) Well, I'm Um, sorry, but you're going to have to move over because I (laughs) have claimed being the queen of the eye rolls. (laughs) Okay, like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But that, how, if you're, I mean, you're listening, obviously, you're listening. And I am sure that every single person listening can picture someone with that eye roll. Or even better yet, roll your eyes and then check what's going on with you. Right. What does, um, all of a sudden there's this hardness when I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, there's this, like. Yeah. And, and notice that that's what's going on. Right. Yeah. What are you communicating to yourself and to others? And where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. It's, your, yeah. it's in your attitude and in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the thing. And then the, one of the next verses was in Isaiah. It was like, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. It's, it's like you might be showing one thing and you're switching it up. Mm-hmm. Right. You might be going, oh, I'm so like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think we can have this attitude of, oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm listening. You know, it's, it's got that. There's something in it. And by the way, we know it in our spirit. When we were talking about someone um, saying, I'm only joking, we know the truth in our spirit. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in response to something like that, we can call and go, that, um, one of the things I'll tend to say is, wow, that didn't feel clean. I mean, it had some stuff on it. It had some extra things. It's like just bringing it to the light. And so, and it doesn't have to be in an angry way necessarily. It can just be like, wow, that didn't feel right. That wasn't good. So um, so let's kind of hit some of the other ones. Okay. The flattery one was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, there were some good <laughs> verses in there. False yeah, flattery, uh, though. It's not right. even, it's not the truth. It's not that you're... Um, right. complimenting somebody on something, it's false flattery. Right, mm-hmm. right. And there's a big difference. Yeah, I, th- I don't, 
I think when people speak the truth towards other people and it's good, that's not even flattery. The flattery has that falseness. That's right, Terry. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. So Proverbs 26, 28 says, a lying tongue hates those it hurts and a flattering mouth works ruin. So yes. that flattering mouth and that lying tongue go together. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And the Proverbs 29, 5 was those who flatter the neighbors are spreading nets for their feet. Yeah. Getting ready to trap them. Trap them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So there's so then, an intention with flattery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we move on to verbosity. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything here. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah. But we last did. week, but last episode yesterday. Um, and just mentioned that the more words we use, the greater chance we have to be disingenuous. That's a very nice way to say that, Suzanne. <laughs> well, the more words we use, the more I, I can trip over them. That's my theory. And um, I'm someone who needs to play this game a little bit safer than I have been. So there was, um, there's one where we were just saying, even fools who are thought wise are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Mm -hmm. That famous quote by Abraham Lincoln, it's like, better I might screw, mess this up, but better people think you're a fool than you open your mouth and confirm it. And confirm it. Right. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So how about lying? Ooh, how about lying? Oh, wait. Yeah. I just assumed we were done talking about that one. Yes. Okay. No, <laughs> Short and sweet. We yeah. didn't want to use any more words. <laughs> Get too <laughs> verbose on it. Right. So lying, this is the, the famous um, quote in our house is, you lie, you die. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, straight from the Bible. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a paraphrase. Good. That's a good no. one. That's well, the, you know, that's the my, Martinez uh, translation. Sorry. <laughs> my grandfather said something. I don't think he was a Christian, but this he had this one right. He said, I would rather be friends with a thief than a liar. Because a thief, you know he's going to try and get your stuff. He's going to try and steal from you. But a liar, you never know if what they're saying is true or not. And you're, you can never trust them. Plus, if you ask the thief, did you take my stuff? He'll tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, then you know where it is. Where'd you put it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what? I know someone that um, is a liar. She just is. And... Um, it's not even vicious a lot. I mean, some of it is, but some, it's not always vicious. But I'm telling you, I can tell you exactly where the real story ends and the lie starts. Mm -hmm. You know, she could just be saying, oh, you know, I went to the store and um, I bought a new quilt. And um, it was it was really, you know, it was purple and it was really cute. And then, like, I bought all kinds of stuff to go with it. Like I bought that, you know, and it's like, and not exactly, but there's a shift. There's a, I know exactly yeah, when it changes. When it and it's yeah. like, why? The story's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't no add on to it. And don't, and, and I, I've just seen her straight out telling lies to other people that I was standing next to her when the thing she's talking about happened. 
And she lied about it. She she yeah. just lied. I'm like, why? Why so, do you do that? So that's interesting, Terry. It's like we were talking about there's like four different, the four different tongues or four different patterns of speech. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ones that they were talking about. And I don't know if, um, Angie, I don't know if you have them or they're... I do have them there. Um, okay. The first was the control tongue. Um, and those with this kind of speech pattern think before they speak. Um, they know when silence is best and when to give advice. Then there's the caring tongue. And those with this speech pattern speak truthfully while seeking to encourage. The conniving tongue. This one was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Those with this speech pattern are filled with wrong motives, gossip, slander, and a desire to twist the truth. Desire to twist desire the truth. Right. So this one's truth. intentional. Wow. This one is intentional. Yeah. But yeah. now the careless tongue. Those with this speech pattern are filled with lies, curses, quick-tempered words. And I think that's kind of the, the really underlying thing to that carelessness. Mm-hmm. Quick-tempered words, which can lead to rebellion and destruction. Yeah. The first two, they're settled in the heart, right? One is about other people and caring and loving, um, and the other has the self-control. So we see the fruits in the Spirit in those two. In those two. By the way, we got this list from the um, NIV Life Application Bible. Life application. Yeah. Um, and it, by Proverbs 26. But the conniving tongue has that intentional destruction in it. Mm-hmm. Wrong motives. There are right. bad motives with the conniving yeah. tongue. Yeah. To manipulate that conniving, someone. Go ahead. Uh, that conniving tongue incorporates the lying aspect, the gossip and slander aspect, and then the anger aspect too. Yeah. Yeah, that one felt the scariest to me. Mm-hmm. It did to me Until too. I read the next one and I realized, <laughs> oh, I could so easily slip into that one faster. Mm-hmm. Like I might guard against anger. I might guard against the slander. But I might embellish a story about buying a quilt. Right? It just mm-hmm. it slips so easily out of my mouth and stuff. The, and again, what's happening in all the in the last two, there's something wrong in the heart. Yeah. yeah. Maybe pe- yeah. they they're afraid they're not good enough, or maybe they're afraid. Um, I should be able to have that. You know, different things will happen in there. And it's it, it originates in the heart with that. Yeah. Try yeah. to avoid it because um, the, let's see, Proverbs 12, 22 says, the Lord detests lying lips. Mm-hmm. So, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. Are trustworthy. That's great. Yeah. But you know what? It's not pleasing to the Lord. He He hates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, don't do it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, I grew well, up in a family <laughs> of storytellers. Uh huh. So you know, we have a we always tease that the Thomases are great storytellers, and overall, we are. But what happens when you're a storyteller sometimes is you really tell a story. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, all that embellishment that you know, for a lot of years, my family kind of encouraged that and admired that because we thought we were such great storytellers. But as I grew in the Lord, He convicted me that I can't do that anymore. Um, so sometimes it starts out innocently enough, mm-hmm. but, but it can become ingrained in us. And mm-hmm. so when we know the truth that that is not pleasing to God, then we have to really work 
with the Holy Spirit to change that behavior and to know that He gives us grace every day for what we need. Mm-hmm. And so it, it took me a lot of years of, of really intentionally praying about that and asking for His help because I could get caught up in a story and the Holy Spirit is so faithful. He would sort of stop me and say, okay, now, now that story's done because if you say anything else, you're just embellishing it. And, and really that's not the truth. And so if it's not the truth, it's a lie. So we got to make sure we don't ever cross that line again. Oh, this is so hard. But it was, some of it is habit. You know, you get in the habit. If you grow up in a family where that's okay, it can become a habit. So there's this lake where we live, and it's like there used to be the purple shark. The purple gang used to live here. Mm -hmm. And I have been embellishing and telling the kids there's a purple shark guarding the safe. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be really hard. (laughs) And when you hear kids squealing at the, like, swimming hole, it's like, oh, they must see the shark. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be afraid to ever swim in the lake. I was going to say, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Things can get hard. Can I just, just real quick, the end part with the um, foul language. When you guys Mm -hmm. were reading some of that, did anyone want to swear or no? (laughs) 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 So I was like, oh, man. Um, Yeah, that was another hard thing as a Southern girl to get. Because we have some words that we don't consider foul that we say, uh-huh. but they are not exactly pleasing to the Lord. So <clears throat> if you've got those, yeah. the Holy Spirit can help you get rid of them too. So even just kind of noticing that and kind of talking through that, what are some strategies we can use once we hit one of these, once we start doing this inconsistency with our tongue? I mean, we like, mentioned some of them. I think we have to ask the Holy Spirit to convict us of those um, misuses. Um, and once you ask the Lord something, you know, it's one of those prayers, you've got to be careful what you ask for because you're going to get it. <clears throat> right. But I think mm-hmm. the only way to really, um, you have to start with acknowledging it. Okay, I, I see that I'm doing this. So Holy Spirit, every time I do it, every time I'm tempted to say it, um, I want you to convict me of it. I want you to show me that I'm about to say something that I shouldn't say. Um, give me a nudge. Give me a, a word. Give me a push if you have to, because I want to be obedient to your word. I want to be a truth teller. That's really important to me because I know that that's what pleases you, that you delight in people who are trustworthy and who are truth tellers. And I want to be a delight to you. So convict me of that. And I, I can guarantee you that the Holy Spirit will kind of draw you up short the next time you get ready to open your mouth and say something that would be best unsaid. So you got to start with that. Acknowledge it. Go to the Lord and ask Him to, to let the Holy Spirit convict you of it, to, to show you when you're doing it. And, and even on that, it's like, like show me and um, show me where in my heart, what's missing? That's, yeah. What's going mm-hmm. on with me? Getting curious and God, something's not right. We're not lined up together. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do I feel the need to say that? Yeah. Do I need to defend myself? Do I need to make myself bigger? Do I need, do I think people won't like me? That's another thing of the heart too. Taking that to God. Like what would our lives be like if, if we walked in the truth of we are already enough. We are already considered faithful. We're already good. Right. In, in Christ, 
as I say that, and that God has filled that love, that, that need for this attention or that need to take someone else down. It's like, what if we didn't have to do that? You know? Yeah. I, so the other side of, or the, the part B of that identifying and, it, you know, cutting that part out is that you have to replace it with something. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to replace it with the truth of who you are and that you are loved and that you are treasured and appreciated, that you are fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus, yeah. That's really, that that truth has to be replacing the lies of I'm not good enough. I need to defend myself. I need to be more um, because we don't need to defend. We are more and we are good enough. Yeah. It's like, oh, somehow I forgot that. Yeah. And that's what's true. Well, because Mm -hmm. we have an enemy every day who's whispering in our ear that we're not good enough, that, you know, we're not loved unconditionally. And sometimes we believe those things. And so it's, I think that's why fellowship is so important. We remind each other. That's why reading the word is so important because you can read how much that God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. So as we fellowship together and we study his word, we get that reassurance um, that we need. And and I I like otherwise. mm -hmm. I I like Terry's part too about fasting. Mm -hmm. If there's one of these in particular that you're having trouble with, (laughs) oh my goodness, I just wanted to swear is. Well, golly, then go get it. <laughs> that foul language. I don't. I don't particularly have foul language. It just, just seems like so much fun right now. That's the problem. But but fasting from something that's particularly hard brings that focus and that attention. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not sure, we just talked a long time about not not talking a long time. Um, <laughs> that's right. Using our words sparingly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Terry, do you want to finish us out today? Do you have, you can be our words of wisdom lady today. Oh, sure. Put that pressure on me. (laughs) I I have no wisdom of my own. Well, let's, let's pray and ask for some. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Oh Lord, we're just um, so thankful to be together today that we can look into your word again and that we can glean so much. Um, And we leaned a lot today on the negative aspects of the tongue. But Lord, you, um, there's so much positive that we can do with our tongue and, excuse me, positive words to give people to bring life, excuse me, to encourage people to, um, to speak your words into them and to them. And Lord, we just pray that you would um, bring these these um, words that we read through today, that you would bring them to our mind when we need them, that you would be our reminder, that you would send us a nudge, that we would um, be aware of what we're saying. <clears throat> and we pray, Lord, that our words would be fruitful and life-giving. Excuse me. Um, we just thank you, Father, for your teaching and just pray that everyone listening today will be benefit and be blessed by these words that you have uh, given us to share. And so we ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ha <laughs> <laughs>